God woke me up this morning and he has such just a weight of beauty in my heart. And he was saying to me, I am restoring everything back to you. Even in a greater measure. Everything you thought you lost, you actually gained. That is your portion as to being a child of God. You walk around with a heart of beautiful melodies unto God just by walking in love. Wanting to release peace in the atmosphere where there is distress. Knocking down walls with your determination to continue to see every desire come to pass where many told you it won't and it can't. It shall not. And God say, I am the author and the finish, finisher of our faith. And there is no end. It's always everlasting. Faith without works is dead. And walking around with such faith, even though you're making wrong and bad decisions, you're still using your faith for a better day and a better chance to make something more of yourself. And here come God. When you lay down at his feet regarding everything, his response to that is, I got this. I got this. Let me take it from here. Just so you know, every time you disobeyed, which caused a lot of tragedy, disappointment, heartache due to your own decision making, I am still there. Watching you make the wrong decisions but still releasing my love due to salvation that I afforded for you on your behalf also. I used to always look around and say, can I do this? Like, can I really do it and go all the way? Because when you have so many examples as to how to go, You disregard many of them because you don't see a positive solution, but you hear positive words, but no positive results. And you're like, can I do it? Because your spirit begins to rise up within you. It's telling you, you can do all things. I can have this life I keep reading about that God says belong to me, that God promised me. A life of happiness and satisfaction in every area. I can have that. That belongs to me. In spite of everything I experience and see that's going on around me. I can push past that and grab hold to everything that God says to me. Concerning his word about me. 
How do I get it? By stop doing physically what I'm doing? Stop thinking what I'm naturally thinking? Or stop going around certain people? Or stay in church countless hours? Or give up natural food for a day or two? Or wear certain clothing? Wear certain logos or walk around with my Bible? Is that what it is? To embrace what you got for me? What you have for me? And spent so many of my years trying to stop everything I just named. And it was such a challenge to do so. But I still continue to go. I still continue to talk and fellowship. Sup with God. Building my relationship higher and higher. But still being challenged with the things I'm trying to get rid of in order to embrace what he said he had for me. Walking around thinking, can I ever get this right, God? The moment I say I'm going to stop doing some natural thing. I go right back and do it again. How can I see other people free from it and I'm struggling with it? I'm being honest, Father, about it. I'm doing it because I like to do it. But now I got so used to doing it, it became a part of my lifestyle that I seem to not be able to get rid of. But I want you and what you say belong to me. You say happiness is mine. I will have sweet sleep. I can't stand going to bed. I'm tossing and turning every night. I don't walk in the fence, but many people come in my way disrespectfully. I hear words about me that I don't even like. And they're all wrong because that's not even me. That's who they think I am, not who I really am. But God, you know me. How can I get to know who I really am? How can I step into that lifestyle? By stop doing what I'm physically doing? Because that's what I'm being told. Stop sinning first. I'm trying to stop sinning, but when I try to stop in the midst of it, it comes right back. I could go a day without trying to embrace those things, but it frustrates me and they come back. Because that's all I'm familiar with. And as I'm trying to do great, Trying to get it right. There are people in my path. Prejudging what I'm trying to do. By reminding me of who they think I am. Which I'm really not. So how can I get this life God? How can I get this life that you say belong to me? Because I don't like this lifestyle that I have. I would never counsel my assignment, but it seems so much easier to be at home. Because it sucks living here like this. Walking around knowing answers, but don't know how to actually walk in them. 
So what's going on, Father? How can I get it right? And God says, every single time when we think like that, just come to me. See, many don't tell you that. You have to stop sinning first. They say you got to rededicate your life. What does that mean to a person who has no wisdom to even know how to embrace rededication? What? Say, I'm sorry, God, for what I've done to you? Sorry, God, for being disobedient? As if I'm never going to disobey due to making a mistake ever again. And that's when we mess up and a lot of us fall and give up. Because we're thinking we're not good enough because we know we're going to make another mistake again and we don't want to let him down. We have to reveal the entire gospel and not portions. How can I give God my life and not take it back up again? How can I know who I am and settle within that by being fully persuaded to being Christ-like for real and not on certain days? What does that mean to receive the free gift of salvation? What is salvation? Many people ask, have no idea, not even a clue. I'm just saying I'm receiving it because you said I'm supposed to. Because it seems like the right thing to do, but I don't even know what I'm doing here. That's why I keep messing up. Having people thinking that they're wrong and that they're living wrong. It's not going to allow them to feel that they've been made right. You have to introduce them to what took place on their behalf. On their behalf. You don't even have to go back to in the beginning. They know who they came from. They know who's the creator. They're struggling with how to remain. In their true identity in Christ. Without allowing the world to pull them backwards. Again. And again. And again. So how can I stay rooted and planted. Without even thinking I'm rooted and planted. But my words are saying something else. Tell people what God said to you who's still standing. And I mean standing firm in spirit and in truth. Not doing it around people and then go home and do other things. Hallelujah. Those who are actually standing. And standing still, but still at the same time moving forward. You don't stop doing anything. That's the answer. You don't stop doing anything. 
you began. Your life has just begun. Has just begun. Has just begun. Go to God exactly how you are. Get to know who he is by opening up and talking to him on how you feel and what you need to know. That's how you build a relationship with God by communicating, pouring your heart out in his presence, being honest for he already know he released to you honesty, which is Holy Spirit, his spirit of truth. You go to God. And the more time you spend with God, the more you begin to know who you are by knowing who he is. And your life will never be the same. Me telling you to stop drinking first, stop fornicating first, stop work watching certain movies, stop wearing certain clothes. That's not going to get you where he already paved the way for you. Because it already took place. So you're pretty much asking him to recreate the scene of betrayal to be crucified when it's already finished. You don't have to do that. Not this generation. Not this season. And not this time. No, not ever. Spend time with God. Be honest with God. When I was smoking and drinking. And God always say, why are you doing it? And I say, because I enjoy it. And God say, honesty. You're being honest. But spend more time with me. You know how many people lie? I can't stop. I'm trying, but I can't. But you can do all things. But you say you can't. God always taught me to be honest as a little girl. By saying you can never lie to me. I know everything. I see everything. Nothing is hidden before me. And from that moment forward, I never lied to God. And he asked me, why are you doing this? Because I enjoy it. I think it's fun to do. Doesn't mean to make it right. Spend more time with me. And I spend more time with him. Because let me tell you something. I grew up Jewish. And when I got to the age of 13 or 14, I realized this is not the way for me. But I always have a relationship with God, personally. So between the age of 14 and when I found my church home victory now, at the age of what, 24, 25? So between 14 and 25, I had no church home. It was just me and God and everything that I know, I think I know was best to do. So my home became my sanctuary. And I did the best that I knew I knew how to do. Always been honest. Like I said, God said never lie. Always was honest. Always worshiped. Always praised. Always gave thanks. Read the word. But still was doing worldly things. And I was one of those people that was trying to figure out how can I get this life that I see others in the church have. Because I thought it was strange to see someone walk around me who don't smoke or drink. I'm like, you don't do neither? How are you even living? How are you standing? You got to do something. You don't do nothing? Oh my God, your life is born. And that's what I thought. That's what we were told, taught. 
There's so much fun in the world doing worldly things. And it's so boring being in church because there's so many restrictions. So don't come. I have many people bring me to their church, try to lay hands on me to make me fall so they can feel like they have power. Try to force me to speak in an unknown tongue that just wouldn't work. I'm like, I don't, I just, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to fake like, you know, what I see happening. I, it's just not happening for me. You know, and they say, just say this. I said, I'm saying that, but it's just not happening for me. I'm not going to lie about it. Let me go home. <laughs> with the God about everything. And God always commune with me. Jesus always, the angels always were present with me. They always sat with me and taught me. We always left. We never lost our relationship. Even in my disobedience. Why? Because the work is finished on my behalf. Sin has been conquered. been dealt with. Whether I'm acting that way or not. I'm still seated and not even aware. So I didn't know. And no one around me had any answers. They always said just stop sinning. And that's how you express a life with God. Not even explaining what is that even like. So it made me feel like I can't do it because here I am struggling at trying to stop something before I come to God. When he just said, come how you are, as you are. And no one really said that around me. They wanted me to think I had to pray countless hours, fast, wear certain clothes. Don't do anything. Just, you know, just breathe. And that's how God want you to do. Just breathe. And that's indeed a lie. It confuses people and it causes people to stray away. The answer is spend time with God. Talk to God about any and everything. What's on your mind? What's in your, on your heart? What makes you happy? What bothers you? Why are you doing what you're doing? Tell him why. Why? What made you start drinking in the first place? Because that's a substance to cope with what's going on To make you think that you're going to feel better But you actually feel worse So you keep doing it To finally get that What you're looking for That you're not going to find in that What caused you to smoke in the first place? Or be angry Or be lustful Or be greedy Or be doubtful What happened to you? And it opens up your heart To pour out in his presence So it's an opportunity for prosperity for him to heal and deliver you. Hallelujah. I said, Father, many days I walked around here repenting and walking with you. Repenting and walking with you. Because I knew that you had a important assignment on my life. You anointed me to do what you called me to do. I'll never forget I had an encounter with Ty Tribbett's father. He was ministering in this church that I visit one day. And he looked at me and said to me, I remember when I gave God my life. I remember when I had a praise just like that. My praise never goes anywhere. Because my love for God Never go anywhere. And God said, I am restoring everything that you thought that you lost. 
I'm restoring it right now back to you. Because you know who you are by knowing how much I love you. You have brought many people back to me due to your love for me. Just by you saying hello has brought them in my presence. Just by your smile has brought them to rededication. You have a way with people. You're a people person. You don't need to have no fancy knowledge, I mean fancy language to explain. When you can just sit there and speak to them. Grab hold of them. With childlike conversation, which is so rich in wisdom. So rich in knowledge. And they gain so much understanding. You don't try to bring solid food to a person who's not even on milk. You're very passionate. You're very nurturing. You're very patient with all people. And I love that. To see that what I put in you released back to me. You thought you lost so many things. Because let me tell you something. It's nothing like having your materialistic things around you destroyed. And I'm not just talking about like clothes and things. Because at one point in my life, I thought I lost everything. And I don't have nothing bad to say about anybody. But when I married the wrong man, so many things were happening wrong. And I'm thinking that that's the enemy doing that because he's threatened that God is about to do something powerful on our behalf. And he's trying to stop it. The whole time, those were red flags. God said, I'm trying to get your attention. No. It's God getting my attention. I'm thinking it's the enemy trying to stop what God is causing to take place. Hallelujah. And I began to lose everything. I thought I lost everything. And when when it came to my apartment, I had a book that I made for my son. Everything that you get from the hospital after you give birth, I made in that book. And then I added on to his book with his pictures, his childhood memories. I thank God I still have some. But that book was trashed. Out of all the things in that apartment, I mean the jewelry, the fancy clothes, all that. I don't care about any of that. It was just that book. It was that book. I wanted to show my son. And God said, you have lost nothing. You lost nothing. I used to always wonder, what is it like to be with somebody who really loved me? Trying to teach people to be who you want them to be and who they don't want to be is never going to work. Because it was never designed to work. And I have people say to me, give up on the dream, Quenisha. There's no such thing. There's no gentleman. There's no such thing as having a life with a man who loves God. They paint in a picture that can never happen for you. And I always say, yes, it is. Yes, it will. I believe in that. 
And somehow I went back to doing things I used to do. And I got deceived by the enemy by me opening myself up to be deceived. And I didn't see nothing I was asking for in this person that I met, I wrongfully married. And this person didn't see nothing in me that they wanted. But we didn't want to admit we made such a wrong commitment that our families was already seeing but not trying to interfere. And every day we just like, there's no connection here. None at all. To the point we didn't even buy our own ring. We ain't buy no rings. We didn't do nothing, nothing that's an exchange of love. Nothing. There was not even no physical intimacy. It was just what it was on both of our behalf. And what is that like to walk around like that? And I was like, God, this is not, this, this. But I always tried to make it work. We both did. Many others out there exactly like that. And I'm like, God. He's nothing that I desire. Not one thing. And neither am I for him. That's why we're both so angry. What did we do? We don't even know each other. How does this even happen? And let me tell you like this. We met April the 30th. And got married in July. That's like three, I mean, three months. I don't even know you. Meet you in the end of April and marry you in the middle of July. Not even three months. We didn't know, get to know each other or anything like that. Three months. Never made it to change my last name. One of kids, it would never happen. I'm like, what the world kind of mess is this? Nothing that I desire is happening for me. Father. And God wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't say a word. Because I wasn't open to listen to what he had to say. Because I already had in my heart, I'm going to make this work regardless. Because I'm not going to fail at making such a commitment. Three months. My mom and them thought we've been, I was sneakily, you know, dating behind, you know, not intimacy, but dating. Because I didn't do no fornication. But they thought I was just dating behind their back and we just got married. No. It's been three months we've known each other. What in the world happened here? Jesus. I don't even know you and you don't even know me. And yet we made a commitment like that. Three months. We shared nothing. Everything was his. Everything was mine. Just like that. And I was like, God, I, um, I would never give up on true love. I believe in true love, but I don't think this true love, but I'm going to make it work anyway. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. So many red flags. Now I'm looking back. Oh my gosh. 
so many red flags. And I noticed I was pulling further and further away from ministry. Further and further away. Until one day, all of a sudden, during this pandemic, I'm in the house, can't leave the house, in the house with my child. And all of a sudden, everybody's feeling down or sad because they're in the house or what's going on or afraid. We're going to all die. We're going to all get the coronavirus. Here I am, spirit leaping. I'm like, what in the world going on? Nothing like it's good happening for me on the outside. But on the inside, it's so much rejoicing taking place. Do you know what's about to happen to you? My spirit man was doing flips. I'm like, what's happening? What spirit? What holiday? What? Nothing. No holiday. None of that. What? What is it then? And all of a sudden, Christ just shows up in my bedroom out of nowhere on a Saturday night. And says to me, No, in fact, I said to him, he owes me to get this story 100% right. He said, tell it right. Okay, I'm telling it right. He looked out my window. I said, how many times I said on this podcast? (laughs) It can never be enough. Okay. I looked out my window. I mean, he looked out my window and then sat down. Because I always told Christ, I said, if I make a mistake, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear I told you so. I don't want to hear it, Christ. So don't say nothing about that. I closed myself up from hearing what he had to say concerning it. So what he did was, he allowed me to feel. He said, you didn't say, let you feel. You said, don't say. So he allowed me to feel the need to ask, am I making the right decision? Did I make the right decision by marrying this man or even how my life is right now? No. What? What am I going to do whatever it takes to make it work? No, you're not because it's not even for you. He, my God. So much after that. Oh, Jesus. And then God, here come God telling me today, I am restoring you. Do you know what restoring means? And the reason why you've been feeling strange and the reason why you've been feeling the intensity of what's taking place, the new beginning in your life, your feelings and your emotions have been on the rise so much and you didn't know how to comprehend what was going on naturally. It's because it's supposed to happen. It already supposed to happen. So you're feeling the restoration. You're feeling the feelings work to what already supposed to happen. There is no time for me to think If I did this If I did that back then Then this would happen You can't think that way Because it did not happen All you can do is make the best And by being rededicated Give your life back to God And receiving restoration For you've been redeemed And receiving his finished work On your behalf His outcome From where you are And the intensity of me feeling the restoration. Hallelujah. So that's why the love is so like that. <laughs> Powerful. That's why the attraction is like up the charts. Because it's like pretty much 
Overdue, but being restored at the same time. Delayed, but not denied. And I'm feeling every bit of God's working hand of his finished work. What already took place for that time that did not take place, but taking place now. And he's restoring it. He's restoring our youth. He's restoring our friendship. He's restoring our relationship. He's restoring our connection. He's restoring those connected to the connection. Due to me being out of position. So I'm feeling all of the finished work coming to pass from that time when he first revealed it to this man. Because honestly, if I did not move, I wouldn't have to go through today what I'm going through today. Because it would already happen that day. But not that level of intensity. Because I was open to receive it. But by me denying. By me denying disregarding knowing that I'm in the truth all of that been restored so I'm feeling all of it and this is a, it's such a powerful feeling but at the same time it leaves me with words that I cannot even ways I can't even find words to express hallelujah and I thank God for just restoring it like they say it's better late than never and I thank God that I'm in the season where he is restoring. Because I was like, Father. I was crying because I said, God. Now he got to go through the preparation of the restoration. And he wasn't even out of position. Because of me and he's connected to me. I'm so sorry for that, Father. I still am. But I'm going to let God deal with that. Because I, that tears me up just to know that, man. Like, we're not even paying attention to what we're doing, our actions that connected to people that it affects other people, man. Our disobedience affects other people, and we're not even caring about it, not even thinking about it because we're doing what we want to do. Being selfish. Now, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with this. I'm just saying this today because we're moving forward. But God just took me. In a place where he's restoring. And he's allowed me to know what's taking place as to why he's restoring. And what he's restoring. Hallelujah. So all the disconnections because of that is being restored back. So much happened. And I was like, you know what, God? Many times I was angry at him for something I decided to do. Like, how how dare us to say, I'm going to do it my way and you better bless me. Jesus. It kind of tore me up inside to know that this man, this innocent, strong man, had to go through that stuff he was... Even you have to go through preparation for what already was preparing, but just leave the past in the past. But it's still a part of my testimony. Even though you move forward, you're preparing, and the things you're going through due to preparation because of. 
me being out of position. So let me say to you, stay in the will of God. People are connected to your obedience. Don't be a selfish person. A selfish person unaware. I see a brick wall that came down. Jesus. And outside of that wall is nothing but a land with so many opportunities for prosperity. And even though that happened in the past, I thank God for our future. I thank God that we allow His will to be done. I'm allowing His will to be done. And it's such an honor to walk side by side with you. I don't know how I got on this subject, Jesus. And God keeps telling me, you know, you are forgiven. Even though, you know, it happened. But, you know, let's just move forward from here. But I am doing a restoring due to what happened in the past that was supposed to happen years ago. It's a fact. It's a fact. It was supposed to happen years ago. But I'm a man of mercy. I restore who I redeem. And you are redeemed. So let the redeem of the Lord say so. You've been restored. Everything's going back to how it originally supposed to be. Jesus. I was saying to God, I was like, God, why is he so silent? I don't want your hand in marriage right now. I want what God wants. If it's not time, it's not time. But just you say hello to me. And I said, God, why is he not saying hello to me? Why is he just so silent on his end, but not so silent? But when it comes to direct communication, very silent. But overall communication, very talkative, very expressive. Why would not he respond and say hello back? And God said, because that will open up a door for things to take place when it's my will and my way, how I want it to be done. He's not doing it for no other reason that you may be thinking. Don't even think of it negatively. It's because I don't allow him to. And I don't want you to make it difficult or make it challenging on anyone's behalf by frustrating the grace. Don't frustrate the grace. And I said, how can I frustrate the grace? By trying to reach out and, and expressing how much you want to be with him right now as if it's up to him to make it happen when it's not it's up to God and you're frustrating the grace because you put him in a situation where he want to but it's not up to him to do that yes he wants to embrace you yes he wants to respond to you yes he wants to grab by the hand and go make it happen which already happened But he's not going to do anything that I don't allow him to. So fall back. And when I say fall back, that means be still. I'm moving. I know you want to hear back from him. I know. You want to wave and say hi and he say hi and wave back. I know that. 
He wants that. You want that. But let me do this. God said, I don't want you to think that he's avoiding you. Disrespecting you. He's doing what I have him to do. Now look how much honor that is to marry someone like that. Jesus, God, why you say it like that? Now you know how I am about that. God, Father, don't do that. Don't say stuff like that. You know how that gets me excited. <laughs> Very excited. Jesus, that's why God don't tell me nothing. Too much of nothing. Because I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, crazy. I'm not crazy, I'm just, you know, love make you do things. You know what I'm saying? Sit outside somebody doing this, watch. No, I'm just playing. I would never do that. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no, I won't. No, no. Now, we got decency now. Hallelujah. But I just thank God, though. But God was just showing me that how strong you are. How much you just stand. And, you know, how much, you know, it's not easy for you to do that. But, you know, you're obedient to the will of God. Oh, my God. That's such a turn off. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But to answer the question, is there true love out there? Of course it is. But you can only find it in the will of God. There is no will of man. It's only deceptions of man. Hallelujah. Don't let no one tell you to go out there and take risks. When God told you, this belongs to you or you can have this or don't do that. But yet you think he can't release to you who you want to spend the rest of your life with in the earth as it is in the kingdom? No way. That's not, that's saying, God, you're not my everything. I believe you for all these things you to release to me, but that. Shh, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not how God is. Don't even think that way. Hallelujah. So yes, God can come to you and say to you who belongs to you. As I look at my life now, I know God got me out of all of this. And he's restoring and blessing. It's like blessing upon blessing, y'all. Blessing upon blessing. I'm reaping so many blessings because of it. And by me looking at him and just seeing that, it's like he's like finally, like I could have married anybody, you know. But I'm in the will of God. Jesus. Ah, that's so to turn on. You better stay in the will of God, boy. Man of God. Better listen to him. Don't go nowhere else. Jesus. <laughs> My God. My God. Seriously. Because the enemy always try to talk to me. He gonna go to this person. He'll go to that person. That person wants him. That person likes him. This, that. That's dead. <laughs> That's it. Hallelujah. Jesus. But it even put me in a predicament when I had to remind him. You better stay in the will of God. <laughs> don't you move. I don't care what's being said and being done. You stay where you are. Look at me telling somebody to stay where they are. I, I, I just move. Jesus. But guess what? I have wronged no man. Because old things have passed away. Behold, they all become new. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. Seriously. I'm so honored to even be a part of that. I thank God so much. And I was like, yeah, you, you keep standing where you are. You stay right there. Don't move. You stay right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he won't move because he only, God, God is ahead in the control of his life. And I love that. Like you're just standing there. 
And I was like, God, you sat there and saved this man for me. You kept him for me. I mean, you could have had up anybody because I moved already. But it would not have been the same because it wasn't me. And I'm the one. I'm the one. You hear that? It's me. It's me. No, okay. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Jesus. My voice stay hoarse, y'all. Jesus. I got I to gotta work on not, you know, getting my voice out of being stretched so much. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to give me a microphone or something. Microphone check. I'm trying to tell you. I need a microphone because I stretch my voice so much. I haven't sung in a long time. I'm ready to sing. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to hear myself right now. You know? Jesus. But I just thank God so much. He restoring that. Thank you, Father. I'm restoring everything. Thank you, Lord. But I just thank God so much for everything. So much. I just thank God for this man, you know, who just waited. He thought that it was, you know, like still believing in God, but at the same time seeing your promise in a direction it wasn't supposed to be in. And you're still pressing, you're still praising. Doesn't feel good. Very heartbreaking. And I just thank God. Even I'm not even aware of any of this. You know, I'm just, you know, whatever. It's the past. Let's not keep the wedding on the past. Hallelujah. Because I thank God for the season I'm in now with this man. And I'm not even going to rush God not one bit. Father, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't say that. I'm not rushing you, am I? <laughs> I'm rushing him. No, I'm not rushing you. I'm not. He, he won't allow me to rush him. But sometimes my words have said it. You know, hurry up. You know what I'm saying? Hurry up. <laughs> you know, and it's not saying hurry up just to say I do. I did already. It's just that embrace. This awesome person who's a part of me. And when I see you, you so much like me. We so much, you know, have a lot of similarities. We have a lot of things in common. Like you are a part of me. Father, hurry up, man. Yeah, I'm rushing now. Yes, today. Hurry up, man. For real. Jesus. Talk to him. I'm just playing. <laughs> talk to him. I'm just playing. But God knows. I say all of that. <laughs> That's not, no, for real. I mean this, Father. Even though I say all of that, I really mean patience. God <laughs> say, no, she doesn't. I, see, that's what get me. He used my mouth, my words to speak to me, about me, to y'all. But God is joking. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And God is just, you know, he gets honor at, at us waiting. <laughs> Father, stop. He's here on joke time. You trying to make it seem like I'm just saying it because it sounds good, but I, you know what I'm saying? On my end, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not like that. But in front of y'all, I'm acting like that. But you know, Father, come on, I stop playing. No, for real though, I don't rush God. I'm so, so patient. Can you say it with a straight face? But I'm so patient though. I'm so. <laughs> Father, stop. I am. I am so patient. I'm not rushing nothing. I can't. You know, I'm not. If I am. Slow me down. Slow me down, then, if I'm rushing. I mean, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Jesus. You know? But at least I'm honest in my rushing. Sometimes. All right, well, let me not rush none of the times then, all right? Because he's worth me being patient. 
You know, no matter how much I'm desiring, just, you know, get these encounters that I've been receiving spiritually to manifest in the natural. It's still worth the wait, you know, because I, I trust God with my well-being, with our well-being. And I just want to say a special thank you to you for not moving, you know, because I am that one. <laughs> Can't find no other. You hear me? No other. Send me. But I thank God. For restoration. He's restoring everything back. And uh, I'm just honored to say that. Hallelujah. So before I leave, I just want to say I thank you all for listening and all the prayers. Thanking God in prayer for what he's doing on my behalf. And the same as yours. You know, and uh, let God do everything. Let him control. Let him be in control. Let him lead. You continue to follow. And there is a such thing as happiness. And you are worth happiness. Hallelujah. I'm so honored, Father, that this man has waited. He waited on you. He waits on you, God. That is such an honor. And God said, when we do get together, we're going to be smiling so much. Like, so much, so much smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, you have a beautiful smile. Man of God. Oh, my God. Man, I watched every video. I'm not even, I watched them all over and over. And I was like, look at that smile. Oh, my gosh. You amazing. How you talk? You so good with words. We can say the same message and it comes out differently. You have a way with words. You're very wordy. You're very smart. And you can help me and you will and you are helping me in so many areas. So many. And some areas you already know. I'm so submissive. Even though I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to say aggressive. Even though I'm a lion, put it like that. Even though I'm a lion... I'm still humble. I'm humble more than anything. Now, I can be a little dominant, but I'm more humble than anything. And I would never look at myself above you or try to put myself before you when God have called you to be the head. I submit to you being the head. I submit to you. You understand? The way how God created a woman to submit to a man. And never regret, I mean, never disregard that. Or regret that. Hallelujah. Seriously. The Bluetooth device is ready to pair. I don't turn the right thing off, Jesus. Seriously. Y'all don't heard it all on my, on my end. The Bluetooth device is ready to pair. Jesus. But seriously, before I leave, I just want to say thank you. Especially thank you. And I'm going to have my moment when I just look at you and say thank you. I just thank God for the grace. Like before, you see the growth. I was wondering how I know where I'm going to even be able to be around you. Now I'm just like, how can I not? What you mean? I don't even have, you know, I have so much strength and because of so much growth that God's teaching me to be able to be around you. And just, you know, respect the moment spiritually, truthfully. All those other things can wait. There's no rush for that. 
What matters most is that I'm in your presence. Getting to know you more. You're an awesome person. I see your growth. You have became so much more slow to speak and quicker to hear. And I honor you for that. I honor you for that. So much growth. I love the way you dress. You can dress very well. I love how you present yourself, how you conduct yourself, how you keep yourself. You know what I'm saying? You save yourself. Jesus. I mean, you're so wholesome. And every time I tell God, God be like, give me your definition of wholesome. No, seriously, you are though. So spiritual. You know, some of these men out here, you know, be having negative motives and showing a body, complimenting women, flirting with women and you don't do none of that. You better not shoot. I don't have that. I don't play that. But no, you that's just who you are. And that's thank you, Father. That's who you are. You keep it in. Save all that for me. Oh my God. It's worth the wait, babe. I'm trying to tell. <laughs> Jesus. But I just thank God. I don't know why. Let me put this down. I just thank God that you wait on him. And you still smile, you still praise, you still worship. Can I ask you a favor? No, for real, bring this favor to pass for me. I want you to release a new song that God put in your heart. I don't want to hear a song that someone else sung because you're gifted with your own music. I want to hear a song from your heart, freestyle worship. I want you to go on live or record freestyle worship. And where them jinx numbs playing? <laughs> No, don't wait on Jesus. Save them. <laughs> Fold them up and put them somewhere. Or hang them up. However you put your stuff up. You know, you keep them, you know, for that for that day. You know what I'm saying? For that day. No day before. Now you can wear them as much as you want. I'm good now. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to look though. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. But I know how to keep it in, you know, a little bit more than I did before. You know what I'm saying? I know how to keep it in. I'm just going to let God hear it all. You know what I'm saying? Just let God hear it all. But yeah, you can wear them jeans whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? You want to wear them today. You know what I'm saying? Take a picture of them. You can wear them today. You know what I'm saying? Those are my favorite <laughs> so far. Oh, you got a lot of them too. But let me get let me get off of that. Oh, God. Let me get off of that. But like I was saying, you're such an amazing man. Your spirituality is amazing. It impresses me. I'm so impressed. I'm deeply impressed. Deeply impressed. And God was saying how much fun. We're going to have so much fun together. So much fun together. I'm so ready for that. But at the same time, still being patient to wait to receive the full manifestation. Which I already embraced in the spiritual realm. So again, thank you for just waiting on God. And God answered me. He's not ignoring you. He's not disregarding you. He's just waiting on me. So I'm not going to make it difficult by frustrating the grace. By keep reaching out for you to reach back. Now, I'm going to look now. I'm going to look and smile. You're going to get that from this day forward until the time. But I'm not going to frustrate the grace any longer. So forgive me for frustrating the grace. I love you so much. And remember, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you so much. And I want all of you all to enjoy your day. And for those who was listening to me talk about him, you know, magnify the Lord with me. You know, just, you know, you already know she love him. I mean, just leave it like that. I mean, it is what it is. You know, that's her just talking about him. She loved him. That's what she going to do. That's what she did. That's what she did. <laughs> Enjoy your day. I love you.